Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. It is interesting to note that the command to be filled with the Spirit actually means to be continuously filled. Billy Graham goes on, we are not filled once for all, like a bucket. Instead, we are to be filled constantly. It might be translated, be filled and keep on being filled. And listen to Billy Graham's last statement. The greatest reason that continuous filling is necessary is because we leak and sometimes we leak badly. Do you get frustrated by your inability to maintain a solid, unwavering relationship with God? Yes, well, you're not alone. You can read over and over in the Bible of people, champions of the faith, who had the same struggle. So you might ask, what is the solution then? Pastor Mark will be teaching about this dilemma and how to overcome the problem of leaking out the Holy Spirit from your life. You'll explain what the Bible has to say about losing the sense of the Holy Spirit in your life. You'll find out what causes that problem, and he'll tell you what the scriptures say is the solution. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Acts chapter 2 as he continues his message, Under His Influence, The Overflowing Lifestyle. So if I'm going to be filled with the Spirit, if I'm coming under His influence, if it's a lifestyle in my life, what does it really affect? Well, it's power and action to witness and to be a witness for sure. Absolute power. But notice what Paul says. If I'm going to be filled with the Spirit, if it's a lifestyle, notice what happens. It will affect my speech. It will affect my attitude, my thoughts, my actions, and my relationships. Now, why? Think of that. Speech, attitudes, thoughts, action, relationships. Why? Because I'm under his influence. Those of you that used to drink a lot and you'd get drunk... When you came under the influence of alcohol, how did it affect you? What were the signs? Hello? Speech, attitude, thoughts, actions, and what else? Relationship. Did it? Absolutely. You get up the next morning and go, I did what? And you were embarrassed. You lost relationship. You lost your virginity. All kinds of things happened because you came under the influence of alcohol. Well, if I come under the influence of the Spirit, it's going to affect my speech. If you say you're Spirit-filled, my speech will be encouraging and truthful. You won't be tearing people down. Isn't it amazing to you that Christians in marriages, we hear of verbal abuse from one spouse to another? 
and they call themselves Christians? What's up with that? Never. Well, how about my attitude? It will be positive and grateful and gracious. What about my witness for God? Well, it'll be bold. What about my thoughts? I'll think good things. I won't listen to gossip. I'll have the mind of Christ. I'll have a mind that's full of faith. And what about my relationships? Well, you can continue on in Ephesians, but we're not doing that today. We discovered that if I'm under the influence of the Spirit, it's going to affect my family, my kids, my work, my church, my husband, my wife, me. Every aspect of my life. Because that's real life. It's almost as if God was living in me 24-7 and controlling my life. (laughs) That's exactly what's happening. Now, why do I need to be continually filled? Not just once. Why do I need to be continually filled? Begin thinking McDonald's coffee cup. Just be thinking. Come on, go back to it. Dio Moody said this. He is the great evangelist of the 19th century. Asked why he needed to be filled continually. Dio Moody said this. Because I leak. Billy Graham. Our failure to be filled with the Spirit constitutes one of the greatest sins against the Holy Spirit. It is interesting to note that the command to be filled with the Spirit actually means to be continuously filled. Billy Graham goes on, we are not filled once for all, like a bucket. Instead, we are to be filled constantly. It might be translated, be filled and keep on being filled. And listen to Billy Graham's last statement. The greatest reason that continuous filling is necessary is because we leak and sometimes We leak badly. Now, what do we mean by we leak? I have, when I become a Christian, the Holy Spirit comes to live in me. Does that mean the Holy Spirit just, like my coffee, just leaves me? No. The Holy Spirit doesn't leave me. He's still there. He's a resident inside me. But there's another person that comes into view, and it's my old flesh nature. So write this statement down. You'll see how it works. Spiritual leak simply means this. We've moved back under our own influence. You see, no longer is the spirit in control. But even though he's living in me, obviously, God's living in me if you're a Christian. But I ignore him. And I live as if he really isn't there. And so the person that's in influence is me. And here's what we know. Remember Galatians 5, 17, for the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other so that you do not do what you want. You see, inside you and I, even though we have the spirit, we have two opposite natures that we talked about that are at war. You remember that pulling of both ways? On one hand, I have the spirit saying, Balmer, go this way. Come under my influence. On the other hand, I have my old flesh, which is ruled by Satan saying, no, come and do this. Take care of yourself. If we are not continually coming under the influence of the spirit, then I leak. And that void changes in my life. No longer is the spirit in control. Woo! I'm in control. 
Now, the spirit is still there, but I leak in the sense that no longer am I under the influence of the spirit. So I'm not filled with the spirit. He isn't the one controlling me, but my own nature. So to be spirit filled, we must first continually empty ourselves of ourselves, And second, then allow the spirit to come in and fill us with his power and his love and his zeal. Now, if he does that. The Old Testament and Jesus gives us a picture. So you can begin thinking yourself, does this look like me? We already gave you some pictures in Ephesians, but here's a bigger picture. This is Old Testament. Jesus will allude to it in a moment when we turn to John. Isaiah 58, 11, a prophecy about being spirit-filled. Notice, the Lord will guide you continually, giving you water when you are dry. And restoring your strength. You will be like a well-watered garden. And look at this key. Like an ever-flowing spring. Notice it's not about me. After I get filled, it's all about other things. I'm a well-watered garden to feed other people. I'm a spring to give living water to other people. Does that sound like your usual lifestyle? Is there a spring of living water flowing out of you right now? Are you really like a a spiritual human drinking fountain that when you're around others, God's love is pouring out of you? Are people refreshed when they come around you? Do you remind them of Jesus or do you remind them of You, this verse is a picture of what it means to be continually filled with the Spirit. And Jesus himself would teach us how to do that. Turn, if you will, to John chapter 7, verse 37. John 7, verse 37. Now, the audience is all Jews. It's a religious holiday, day of the great feast. And, and Jesus is there. 99.9% of the people do not believe Jesus is Messiah. He's a hoax. He's just somebody out there. He's a weirdo. He's absolutely nothing to 99.9% of the people. And notice what Jesus does. There's thousands of Jewish religious people there. He says this. On the last and greatest day of the feast, Jesus stood... And said, in a what kind of a voice? That's pretty bold. And notice what he says. If anyone is thirsty, speaking about a spiritual thirst, let him, circle this in your Bible, come to me and drink. That's an amazingly bold statement. Here's thousands of religious people. And what he's saying to them is this. Your religion doesn't solve your thirst for God. You're still thirsty. He says to them, it doesn't matter what you do. Your works, your home, your business, your relationships, your girlfriends, your illicit sex, your drugs... They never satisfy. Same words Jesus would use at a well 
And Samaritan woman was there and she'd been married five times and she was living with someone. And he says, you've been drinking and drinking and drinking, but you're thirsty. So he makes an amazing statement. This is a picture of what our world is like. This is a picture of what some of you are like right now. This is you. You see, you're active, but you're searching for something. You don't even know it's God. This guy... He can't find a solution. Ecclesiastes says King Solomon tried everything and never could find it. Look at this lady. She's got water, but it's dirty water. She's trying to filter it. It doesn't satisfy. So Jesus boldly stands and he says, if you want to end your thirst, by the way, every person is born with a thirst for God. And it only comes, I had you circle the word, it only comes with a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. See, it doesn't come from joining Calvary Chapel or being a Catholic or a Protestant, Jewish, Muslim, doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't come from, it comes from a relationship with Jesus. So Jesus stands and he says to all you religious Jews, nice sacrifices. You're thirsty. If you want to solve it, come to me. Now let's talk a little bit about the role of the Holy Spirit. I think it's important for you to understand the Holy Spirit has... Three roles with every person in this world. That's what he desires to have. Every person, saved or unsaved. The first role we find out from John, he says he will be with you and eventually he will be in you. So the first role, this jug of water is the Holy Spirit. He's not water. He's a person, but it's a great illustration. Now, this is you. Before you and I come to Christ, we're thirsty. Anything you do doesn't solve it. There isn't one thing in your life that solves it. Not one. Doesn't matter what you are. Nothing solves it. And so, what is the first role of the Holy Spirit? He comes alongside us. And we learn the first thing he does is he convicts us. So what's the Holy Spirit convicting us of? Those people that were there, he was saying to those people, "Um, you're still sinners. You have no peace with God. You've never been forgiven, but you can be. Listen to the guy that just spoke loudly. He's right on. You see, you and I are not convictors. The Holy Spirit has come to convict us of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. So the first role is the Holy Spirit. He comes alongside of us. He's doing that to some of you in this service. You're not right with God. You've been searching and you want, you mean it's not, Calvary Chapel isn't the answer? Calvary Chapel is definitely not the answer. Jesus is the answer. So Jesus says that. So by verse 37, let's read on just a little and I'll show you how that works. If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and what? Drink. Drink is just... It's just a belief. In other words, it's taking God at his word and drinking. So first thing the Holy Spirit does is convict us. If we say, as all of us did who become believers, if that happens, then where does the Holy Spirit go? Tell me. He goes where? Inside. Good job. He comes from alongside and he goes inside. And now we have God living where? Inside us. The Holy Spirit live inside us. What does he do? Remember a little iPhone? Remember a little thing? He guides me. He directs me. He comforts me. He leads me. He helps me pray. He does all of those things. He's there to do all of that. If you allow him, it's amazing. You have God in you. 
I become the temple of the Holy Spirit. Now, in verse 37, where you turn to, just right there, that verse is salvation. That's what Jesus is talking about. Personal salvation. What is step number one? Put this in your notes. The promise Jesus says, if you're thirsty, you come to me and drink. Here's the promise. Become a Christ follower and have your spiritual thirst quenched. That's what he wants us to do. So, the Holy Spirit indwells us. If you're a Christian, you're going to heaven. This is who you are. You have God in you. I want you to pay special attention to this. For 80%, my guess, of the Christ followers in the world, this is where it stops. For 80% of the Christ followers in the world, they're happy, they're saved. They'll roll in and out of the church service a few times a month. You might even come super regular. Did you know if you come four weeks in a row, I'd give you a star for your head? Do you see any stars? Nobody's come four weeks in a row. No, I'm just kidding you. You see, I want you to look at your life. Is that where you stopped? You see, when we do this, it's all about me. I'm going to heaven, and you are. It's going to be wonderful. You're guaranteed to go into heaven. But you're just going to take the world, and whenever you need the Holy Spirit, you'll delve into them. If there's a real tragedy thing in your family, in your business, or your work, or whatever, in your health, you'll ask for God to come. And then you'll kind of forget that, and you just go back to being you. So much so that in Mark chapter 4, says this, the Christian who loves God, well, the cares of this world. That's why you don't know how busy I am. And, and the deceitful and riches. I got to do it. I got to make it while I can make it now. I got to get the education. I put God on the side. And pretty soon, we become useless. The one thing will happen is when we get to heaven, we'll get to heaven. That's all you care about. And that's sorry. You'll never hear God say this. Well done. Good and faithful servant. Never. Because the world is about you. And only you. And that's where you stay. But I want you to notice there is a verse after verse 37. And these next two verses tell us what is supposed to happen in every Christian. Verse 38. Jesus continues, whoever believes in me, in other words, that belief happened and the spirit went in them. As the scripture has said, Notice what happens next. Streams of living water will flow from within him. By this he meant the Spirit. John gives us an explanation. To whom those who believed in him were later to receive. You remember on the day of Pentecost, up to that time, the Spirit had not been given since Jesus had not yet glorified. So Jesus said, here's another promise. Here's a lifestyle that I've designed for every single Christ follower. I'm not just after the Holy Spirit living in you. I want the Holy Spirit to overflow you. That's that third role of the Spirit, that empowering of the Spirit. It's a picture of being empowered and overflowing us. See, God God doesn't just want to bless our lives for us. He wants us to be a blessing to everyone else. Now, how does that look in our life? This is how it looks. This is your world. It's thirsty. All around us are billions of people that know nothing 
how to quench their thirst. They're trying everything. There it is. So Jesus said, you're going to have an impact. And if you guys will get this, this will change Brevard County and Indian River County. Forever. Because it turned the world upside down 2,000 years ago. What does Jesus say? Once you have the Spirit in you, the next step is to be filled with the Spirit. Get rid of self and all your lousy excuses, the same ones I have. But we sit, go through the motions, even in Calvary Chapel. We're just happy with this. And the reason that we have to be constantly filled is because we leak. I'm exactly like you. Pretty soon, there's so many things happening in my life. But notice, he says, there's going to be streams, literally rivers, no lack, living water, something fresh, empowered, up-to-date, current. Write this down. Once filled... We serve. Once filled, we serve. That's why he saved you. Not just to get you to heaven, but to be a living stream for the people that you're around. Another statement for you to write. I have to be empty, and then I have to be filled to overflowing, and that has to happen continuously in my life. Why? Because, see, if I'm not careful, I'll try to go on some kind of filling from two weeks ago. doesn't work. When I get here and teach, I have to be filled for the Saturday night service. I have to be filled for the first service. I have to be filled for the second service. When I go to Singapore, I have to be filled for every single teaching. When I'm in Hong Kong, I must be filled for that teaching. Otherwise, they get Mark Balmer. It's dry. It might have great illustrations, but nothing of the Spirit will reach the heart of man. You're absolutely no different than me. I leak. I come under my own flesh. And pretty soon, the cares of this world, man, I'm busy. I'm, I'm, you know, me, I'm going to be doing lots of religious things. Doesn't work. I have to yield myself to the Spirit. And see, our generation has lost this principle totally. We just simply don't get it. But God wants us to get it. You see, when I'm not filled with the Spirit, I'm filled with self. And I'll say things like this. I have nothing to give. I'm too tired to go today. I can't serve over in that area. I really don't have any desire to witness. That's the things that come out of our mouth. But God has so much more for us. I want you to listen to this statement, and you will understand it very quickly. There is no reason for Jesus to fill us if we're not going to use his power and his love and his zeal to serve the world. Why would he fill you? What a waste. In today's teaching, you heard Pastor Mark talk about the ways that coming under the Holy Spirit's influence will affect your life. You learned that the Holy Spirit will change your speech, thoughts, attitudes, actions, and relationships. In other words, coming under the influence of the Holy Spirit will change every area of your life, making God look good to those around you. Lessons for Living is the teaching ministry of Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. We have multiple campuses to reach those living in Melbourne, Sebastian, and Vieira. 
All campuses meet each weekend and on Wednesdays to spend time collectively raising our voices in worship to our Most High God and studying the truth and blessings found in His Word. For more information, directions, and service times, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on the church link at the bottom of the page. Next time, Pastor Mark will complete his teaching under his influence, the overflowing lifestyle. We'll talk about the Holy Spirit's role in bringing people to salvation. You'll learn more about the role that God created all people with, a desire for a relationship with Him. You'll be reminded that God's always wanted to be involved with your life, but you have to let Him in. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through this series, Under His Influence. That's next time on Lessons for Living. in a hurting world a new hope he is giving